Welcome to Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. And join us in our series, The Hills Have Size. We're about to discuss episode eight. You can't just be with me. I can be with you, honey. Oh, I could be with you too, darling. <laughs> oh, God. Love this one. This is, these are my favorites. Like yeah. seven, eight, nine. Doesn't get better than this. Real good. Yeah. Um, so the episode opens with Lauren, I believe. Well, I, even before the episode opens, when they were doing the recap of last week. Yes. What I thought was interesting was that Lauren is talking and she says that Jason got upset because of a phone call she received on New Year's Eve. David. Now, I call bullshit because she didn't receive the phone call on New Year's Eve. She received the backlash about the phone call on New Year's Eve. I think it was during the day. On New Year's Eve, like before they went to salon. The In the salon. morning? Yeah. You think? Oh, all right. I mean, technically speaking, it could hold up. Okay. Because when you think about it, if you were going out to a club in the evening, they probably got their hair done at what? Like four or five? I don't know. Uh, it's a late. I, I was thinking early afternoon, like two, three. Okay. Well, it could still hold up technically. Maybe that's why the guy called. He said, like, I know you're in LA. What are you doing tonight for New Year's Eve? Yeah, true. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Poor David. <laughs> David's got a bad to see. No, he just got a bad rep, and all he did was call an old friend to catch up on old times. Yeah. To use Jason's words, well, Netflix and chill. No, yeah. Um. So it is Lauren's twentieth birthday. So it is now February first, two thousand six. So a full month after after the New Year's Eve debacle. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, <laughs> We open with all four girls together um, going shopping, which is, I think this might be the only time we see all four of them on camera together this season. Yeah, I don't remember them being all together that much ever. No. Like the four of them ever. Yeah. yeah. No, so it's it's Whitney, Lauren, Heidi, Audrina, and they are going shopping. And Whitney is ditching school. And she yes. said, I'm so glad I'm ditching school for this beautiful day. And Heidi said, I love ditching. Ditching's like a thing I love. And Lauren says, Heidi loves ditching so much she permanently ditched school. <laughs> Touche. Um, I love that they were walking by Fred Siegel, which I don't believe even exists anymore. But it was oh, one it of my... I know it does online. I don't know if the actual store exists anymore. Even the one in Hollywood? I don't know. I love my favorite. I feel like that one store keeps Fred Siegel in business. My favorite thing on earth um, when friends of mine have kids is to buy them stuff. Fred Siegel Baby has the most adorable, amazing. Like, I'm not a child person at all by any way, shape, or form, but they have the most amazing baby clothes. So, Fred Siegel Baby was my favorite thing ever. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'd be surprised if even that one, like, in Hollywood closed down. That was such a celebrity hotspot. Maybe spot. it is still there. I would hope so, because it's an amazing store. So, yeah. let's, fingers crossed. Yeah. So, they, um, they continue shopping, and then they have this brief outing at a wedding dress Which store? was so weird, because they didn't show the name of the store, so obviously it wasn't a promotional thing. They weren't getting any money for it. No. And then, the other thing that I thought was really strange is the only one who tried on a wedding dress was Lauren. Yeah. Like no one else. It was a very short little montage. No one else. tried. Like Heidi ran around in like a bridesmaid's pink silk bolero jacket for a hot minute. But no one else tried anything on. I thought it was strange. Yeah. So I know from future episodes of The Hills and just a little background intel that Lauren Conrad's parents got married very young. They are like high school sweethearts and then some. Like they've been together since they were almost like preteens. And she and Jason, at this point, as we know from last episode, they have tattoos in honor of one another. And uh-huh. I'm wondering if she kind of 
in her now 20 year old mind thought that this was it. Oh yeah. I can say that. I think her parents got married at like 20 or 22. How old were they when they had her? I wonder. I don't oh know. God, Cause I've her been... mother, her mother's gorgeous and looks pretty young. But, um, so in a later season of the Hills, I don't want to spoil too much for all of our fans listening, but when Jason gets engaged to another girl later down the line and he said, well, look at your parents. They got married when they were 20 and she said they dated six years before. But I'm wondering, the only reason I'm wondering this is because I am now wondering, and this may cause me to throw myself in traffic, but there is a very small chance that I might be the same age as Lauren's parents when this was being filmed. You're way cuter than them, so Abby, Yeah. Her dad's not hot? I need to look her parents up. No. Oh, he's not hot. Her, mo- her mom is very pretty. Her dad is kind of average Yeah, I guess if you're looking. rich, you really don't have to like get on it. Yeah. So they go wedding dress shopping and it's kind of stupid and they say that Lauren looks so beautiful and then they decide they're going to cover it up and not tell the boys. Because boys hate marriage. Yes. Blah. Whatever. Well, I thought it was very reminiscent of like a Friends episode, like the one where yeah. they all wear the wedding dresses and... Um... And the Sex and the City episode where they do that too. Yeah. It's been done. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Um, so now we're at Team Vogue. We're at Team Vogue and Lisa Love, everyone's favorite fembot, makes a reappearance finally. in chief. Mm-hmm. And... She's talking to them about how they need to, the two girls need to go on a modeling call. They need to find a bunch of male boy models, male models, young boy models. um, Ages 17 to 20. To 20. um, To do a bathing suit shoot. And what I loved, and I thought this was weird, is that what Lisa said was, and this is called a go-see. Like, who doesn't know that? I'm sorry, but Whitney and Lauren for sure know that a modeling call is called a go I mean, like, it's just dumb. I don't know. Like, they definitely knew that. But one thing I caught that was very weird was that Lisa's voiceover wasn't synced. There's a part, they click, they, they, the camera goes on her, her lips are not moving, <laughs> and she's saying things. Like, it, I was, like, bad editing there. For, further evidence that she never actually spoke to Lauren yeah. Conrad or Whitney Port. In person. Yeah. They just sat there in stoic silence. Um, I actually loved that they both giggled when she said, like, you're going to be, like, interviewing 17 to 20-year-old male models, which, like, cha-ching for an internship. Yeah. And they both giggle, and she says, and you'll behave accordingly. Like, she just shuts him down. Like, <laughs> if you think you're having fun with that, you are absolutely not going to. Um, and then we have another little cut to Heidi at Bolt House. At Bolt House. And Brent tells her that they're kind of competing against themselves tonight. So they've got like two club nights going on and Heidi is going to be at LAX and they want LAX to be great tonight. Well, and the little thing about this that they barely covered, he said it was the Grammy party. Oh, I yeah. didn't catch so that. So I'm assuming it's either post or pre, I mean, I guess post Grammy party. I feel like they didn't play that up. We didn't see any celebrity. Like, it's a little weird. I mean, Heidi got super excited. And I think that she's finally coming into her own at work. And she's getting what she wanted, which is to, like, work these parties. It's going to be her. He said it was all you at LAX. It's just her and, I think, Chloe, I believe. Um, Her and one other person. Yeah. Someone we've never heard about before. Right. And so... Grace. Grace. It's her. This is her and Grace. It's her event. Like, so all of a sudden we've gone to, like, working in the mailroom to now running events at LAX for the Grammy party, which is a pretty big deal. I think that means that Brent was at the after Grammy party and Heidi was in charge of LAX because LAX was less important that night. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. I agree with you. But still, in 
we now know this is six months because her internship, I mean, her job, I believe, started in September, allegedly. Yeah. So in six months, she's now running a club night herself, underage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's still not 21. Yeah. But kudos to Heidi. Like, she's she's getting it. Yeah. Move it on up. And Brent tells her to please invite all your friends. All like, your we girlfriends. Need all your girlfriends. Yeah. We need, which is anyone who's dealt with clubs ever knows that, like, they want all the women possible. You have to show up with, like... Eight girls to get one guy in on a guest list. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So then um, we find out about more about this bathing suit shoot with 17 to 20 year old Mm -hmm. male models. And conveniently, it's going to be at Quixote Studios. Shocker. That's where Audrina works. And I got a little grossed out with myself because Blaine reappears and he looks good. He looks cuter. I was a little like warm for his form. Like it was like things were happening. <laughs> his hair's a little bit shorter. Yeah. Yeah. His outfit did. was a little bit better. He had a little yeah. scruff going. Like yeah. I, was, I was into it. Okay. Bayside Tiger number one. Yeah. I was, in, I was yeah. into it. Um, so Lauren and Whitney are in the closet looking at all these pictures of like male models their age. And Whitney is, Whitney wants all of them. She's basically like moaning at every photo and she's like, oh, oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's cute. And I love Lauren because Lauren says, want me to leave you alone for a minute? (laughs) (laughs) And I have a little sidebar about Lauren's hair. Um, The way it was pulled up, she had just gotten her highlights done. Like that Mm. a day or two before there was no root whatsoever. So this leads me to believe that again. So we're back in like October, maybe. Well, this is where things get weird because if her birthday was is February, beginning of February, yep, and she got her highlights done on New Year's Eve, that's four weeks. Like you usually go six to eight, so I three and a half weeks. Like I, I don't know. It's just like again, it's yeah. a continuity error, and like the the timeline's a lot. But that's what made me think of that. I mean, I think by the time we reach season two, I think you and I just need to stop noticing it almost like (laughs) it's only gonna get worse from here it is but i kind of like noticing it because i feel like that is the essence of how fake they and yeah and the first time i watched it i didn't notice any of that no i thought everything was real time oh a hundred percent like i thought it was all fluid so i think part of the fun of going back and rewatching it is to really like call them out on their bullshit when it comes to these things yeah so then we have this little brief interlude of Heidi and Lauren at home in the apartment and <clears throat> Heidi's complaining about how tired she is. And, you know, in the past two nights she slept a total of six hours and she's super tired. And Lauren says, you should take naps during the day. And she says, well, I work during the day. And Lauren says, well, you're a full-time worker. <laughs> Just what Heidi always wanted. Um, and that's about where that ends. Um, oh no. Lauren says... I was going to say, you, you oh missed a God. very important I know, I'm thing. sorry. So, Lauren says, so you know how I told you about that swimsuit shoot that I have coming up at work? And, well, I told Jason that it was all girl models. Well, no, and we hear her talk to Jason, and she says, I mean, she full-on lies to him and says, oh, yeah, it's all girl. She... she she says to him at the club at the club yeah. like it's all ladies it's all women like it's... and he says there are no guys involved and she said well i don't know baby i got all girls on my list which is interesting because there wasn't a single girl Mm-mm. it was all guys it's a bold-faced lie yeah a bold-faced like lie. she is basically just picking a fight is yeah. what's happening yeah so she reiterates this to heidi in the apartment and says you know well i told jason that it was girls and he's going to get mad at me. And Heidi just like smiles and nods and says, he's yeah. going to get mad at you. <laughs> and 
And I also noticed there was a box set of Family Guy DVDs on the floor. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> that's 2006. Funny. Yeah. I'm guessing they were Jason. There's a, yeah, that had to be the boys. Like, that's not... Those weren't the girls. Yeah. Jason was doing lots of drugs and watching Family Guy. Been yeah. there. Done that. Yeah. So, we're at the shoot. Yes, they go to... At Quixote. Uh, Quixote. <laughs> um, and the thing that I had originally put, and I think they kind of fixed this, though, but I was shocked when they went into the room where the shoot was happening, there was the, the camera was already set up and they're like playing with it. I, I have been on lots of photo shoots doing hair and those cameras are a billion dollars and no photographer would just leave them alone in the room and definitely wouldn't let a bunch of little girls fuck with them. Like, well, I thought that was a little strange. I think the video camera probably belonged to Teen Vogue and they were making sure it was actually recording. Because Lauren looks through it and then Whitney says, hi, my name is Whitney. Because she does like a little introduction of herself, which is adorable. Whitney is just climbing the charts by the minute. Um, I think they were just making sure that it actually was like plugged in or something. It's still, I mean, that's yeah, expensive no, it, equipment. Like, it was I, an expensive I, yeah, device. That so. would never happen in real life. It was probably like an MTV camera that wasn't being used <laughs> at the moment. Um, now we need to talk about my shocking, I had to pause it. Because Audrey... can I can I drop two quick notes yes, before you yes, drop yes, your, right your shock? So not only is Lauren carrying a venti frappuccino with a massive amount of whipped cream on the top, which kudos to you and your twenty year old metabolism, <laughs> but my lord, um, she's wearing. So it's another camisole and it's white and it's it's like a long bodied style that almost it completely covers her hips, which is very popular yeah. at the time. It goes down very far. It's almost like what most of us would consider a maternity tank top. Yeah, by, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. And is it a peasant skirt? It was just Technically, bad. I yeah. mean, yeah, I guess it was like pleated and multicolored, Hazley-ish. yellowy yeah. hues. I, it was bad. Yeah. And flats. I, it was, and her big, ugly 2006 sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not her best look. No. No. But, you know, Elsie will only get better from here. So... There you go. Whitney actually looks really cute. Whitney looks amazing. Yeah. She's wearing like this very cute charcoal gray like sailor pants with like buttons kind of down the front and um, a emerald green top that's got like a little ribbon at the natural waist and then it just like flows from there. She looks really cute. Very, very cute. Yeah. Um, so they go to talk to Adrena. And Who's behind the desk. Behind the desk. Doing actually work. working. Yep. And I was so taken aback. Um, and I don't know if it is Quixote? I'm not sure who it's supposed to be, but there is a bust. Maybe it's the man from La Mancha. There's a bust on the desk next to Adrena of a gentleman's head. And it is the most ridiculous looking bust I've ever seen. It has this handlebar mustache that curls up like to his eyeballs. Like it was just so weird and out of place and strange and never been there before. It's a really creepy statue. Very creepy. It's next to an actual service bell. Yeah. Well, ding, ding, ding. Which yeah. they use later in the episode. They did? Lauren, as a joke, like hits it at the oh, end. When oh. she goes up to of see course her. She yeah. I kind of love when they're actually funny with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we are participating in the shoot and there are 17 to 20 year old boys everywhere with their shirts off. And if they don't have their shirts off, my girl Whitney lovingly reminds them, um, I take off take your, your shirt. shirt. Um, I have it all giant letters on my notes, beefcake. And I don't usually yeah. like chicken, but like this was some, this, these boys yeah. were cute. They and were cute. Whitney is so horny. So yeah, 
She is, they catch her on camera ogling boys so many times from head to toe. I'm so proud of her. It's great. Um, and so then they show them interviewing a few of the boys. Just well, before like, the interview though, and I don't know if you noticed this because it was just a snap, but what I thought was a little strange was they're taking a lot of Polaroids of them. Like just, you know, should, for right. like, like for the lookbooks, whatever. Yep. And, um, Lauren is taking a picture of one of the boys and she is so close. She's too close. She's four inches from his face with a Polaroid camera. I, I mean, it, it would barely get his face in. It definitely isn't getting his shirtless body in. It was just weird to me. Yeah. Well, that's the guy that also later we see later that asks Audrina out on a date. That, yes. That was yes. Brad. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Brad. So they, they start to interview some of these young men, just sort of simple questions, because there must have been like a video component for like teenvogue.com or something. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think I'm of. I'm sure like a behind the scenes, yeah. like whatever. And they're sort of like, what brought you to LA? What are you doing? And we get a full shot from far away and up close and with speaking of Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. Yep, we sure do. He is, he can't be older than like 18. He no, looks yeah. teeny. Yeah, he's... And he says, you know, he moved out to L.A. for acting and... Modeling. M- modeling and music. Music. Yep. Yes. Which, as those of us who suffered through this season of Vanderpump <laughs> Rules, we know all about Tom's terrible What's music. What's the name of this horrible band? Um, Something Mansion? Charles McMansion. Charles, Charles McMansion. Charles McMansion, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and their song is called Tip, Touch in Public. Yeah. It's really bad. I'd like to say you're welcome, but... What I mean is, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> now you'll be compelled to look it up, and I'm sorry. It's terrible. And what I, the other thing I noticed about this too is that Audrina has started down the road of darker hair. Yes, and I yeah, like it. I like it too. Yeah, yeah. Her, she darkened her hair, and I really like it. Yep. So then this beef. Kudos cake. to you, Justin Bobby. Yeah, I'm sure that's who darkened it for her. Of course. Um. So then Audrina and this beefcake Brad, mm-hmm. who is I would say he is a very typical looking male model. Yeah. Strong face, dark hair, like kind of not quite like Italian stallion looking, but sort of. I would say he reminded me of someone who would model for um, Armani Gio. Yeah. The cologne. Like yeah. he, he had that look, the swarthy kind of, yeah. But no complaints. Like No, no, no. Very attractive. Very, yeah. very hot guy. Um, so he and Andrina have this like little interlude and he says like, well, if you'll give me your number, I'll take it. And she said, well, maybe I'll give you the reject number. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Whitney is flirting with the models. Well, they say, where's the party tonight? And she said, I don't know. Where's your party tonight? And I was like, uh, <laughs> well, see, I wrote that Whitney was a bad flirt. She kind of is. She's not very good at it. No, she's shy. But I love that the guy said, where's the party? And she said, where's your party? That's an open invitation to like get in his pants. And, he could then, have said something really perverted. But then he said, all over. Yeah. All, everywhere is my party. He was I'm ready to pull her over. into a closet yeah. at Keone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my God. She is kind of a bad flirt, but it's still cute. It's, it's, it is cute. But it I, felt natural. Like she actually was shy and she was probably talking to some hot model and felt weird about it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so then we're at the restaurant, Bella, Bella, which is, they're in the booth that they're always at. This is yes. probably like one of the restaurants they must be VIP at. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're talking about like their taste in boys and Lauren takes the biggest bite of food I've ever seen in my life. Well, and did you notice also they were sharing meals? Yeah. Like Lauren and, um, Audrina, Audrina had one and then Heidi and Whitney were sharing the other yeah. one. Yeah. All four of them on camera again, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this might be the only episode that happens in. Um, and Audrina says, like, well, I like bad boys. And she points at Lauren and she says, and you do, too. 
So Jason's not a bad boy. He's just a little rough around the edges. Um, he's a bad boy. He's like the worst. To the bone. <laughs> to the bone. The bedhead and the drug addiction. He's he's not just rough around the edges. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely a bad boy. And I like that Audrina called her out on that. Yeah, absolutely. So then we have in one of the most suspension of disbelief things I'm ever supposed to see. <laughs> Audrina looks up and who's at the bar? Brad. Oh, the shock. Oh Who my would God. have thought that yeah. like Brad was, and there was cameras on them, whatever. And what I thought was hysterical in my notes, I put that Brad was at the bar with his friend from the Shire. Yes. <laughs> his friend was dressed like a hobbit. His friend had the, that is such an amazing call. <laughs> I wrote down Brad's friend helmet hair. Yeah. Because it is, he really does look like he's straight out of the Shire. That is so amazing. The bangs are so low and it's like shaggy all the way back. And then it's a little long down the neck. Like it looks like a gladiator helmet made of hair. And he was wearing this like Sherpa jacket, <laughs> like this weird, like you would see it. Like it's like an, something an Inuit would wear. Like it was just, it was just, he looked like it was straight from the Shire. He was carrying the ring and he was on yeah. his way to Mordor. That's what's happening. <laughs> Um, so then we cut to the boys at their apartment. Oh, well, I have a quick note about okay. Heidi's hair in that one. Okay. She had the opposite updo that she had on New Year's Eve. The back of her hair was a nightmare from hell. Yeah. Did you notice it was just kind of like It looked like down. it was just and like hairpin to shit. Yeah, you could see all the pins. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was the weirdest pinup I've ever seen in my life, and I don't know who did it. Well, I guess she did it because it's season one, but it was not good. Yeah. Not no. good at all. Um, so then we cut to the boys at their apartment, and Brian is back this episode. Yeah. And he's actually hanging out with um, Jordan and Jason. They allowed him to crash their date. And... I've always thought this was weird and I don't understand what they're talking about in the scene. They're clearly mixing drinks, but they say, Ooh, I'm going to mix orange Gatorade with orange soda. And then they're making fun of Jordan because they're like, Oh look, the first thing he does is he adds more orange Gatorade. And Jordan says, well, when you've got a body like me, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch out. I don't understand how orange Gatorade is that much better for you than orange soda. And why are you watering it down unless there's like fingers of booze in that short cocktail glass? Um, well, there's a couple things. I mean, one, I'm assuming that is this maybe before people realized Gatorade was bad for you? We still thought it was a sports drink and it was great for you. And he's got this amazing sports body. Maybe. Now the other thing that could be going on is that what you would mix a Gatorade with, an orange soda with, is GHB. Oh. So maybe, because it masks the saltiness, so maybe <laughs> they were doing a little, like, G party, and the GHB originally started as a weightlifting drug, and then became a party drug. So that would also maybe explain, like, that's a stretch, but I'm just going, oh. that could be what was going on. No, I'm with you. Yeah, it's very possible. That I wouldn't know on. that. Yeah. Oh. A little G action, a little G swirl. I could see that. Yeah. Hmm. Because then where did they go after this? Did they go out with Jason and his ugly sweater? No, we don't know if they went out. No, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know if they went mm. out or not. Okay. So then, anyway, the boys start talking about... Jordan drops the, uh, you know, Lauren's photo shoot with male models. And, oh, Jason does go out. That's apparently Lauren's birthday day. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Jordan 
like an idiot says, like, did you hear about Lauren's photo shoot? There are male models everywhere. And (laughs) what I loved about this piece of editing is that Brian is mid-sentence. They cut it off, so (laughs) you have no idea what he's saying, and you just see Jason storm out of the shot. Yeah. Um, And that's the end of that. Well, I also liked, real quick, I want to talk about Brian and how he was talking about, like, when I modeled and when I, like, who are you modeling for? The House of Ugly? Like, he's not a good-looking guy. (laughs) <laughs> he was making fun of Audrina's date, Brad, I guess. Well, but he was talking about when he modeled. Yeah. And his look, and I'm like, who? Like, I, 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 I'm not going to say I think Brian is cute because I don't want you to keel over and have a heart attack. I don't. But I could see him having an audience in that time where he was like, you've got to think of like some extra in the back of like an American Eagle shoot or like the fifth row at one of those Abercrombie pretending to be a rowing club photo shoots. He may have made it. Um, I wish that this was a video podcast right now because (laughs) my face is so contorted in horror that I'm not sure if it will ever return to normal. Um, I I mean, I don't think he's bad. Like if I saw him walking the street, I wouldn't be like, you're a hideous, gross person. I just don't see model. Like in his face. I I don't don't either, but I'm saying I could see him in the chorus line of like a big shoot for something. We're like, they're not in on his face. Okay, fair. He might have a decent bod under those hideous Nike pullovers. We'll agree to disagree on this one. I I just said I didn't think he was cute. (laughs) It's fine. I'm not going down this road with you again. We've done it before. (laughs) Now, I I have a little sidebar to all of this too, is I want to know, we're never at Jason's house. We have never seen Jason's house. We never film at Jason's we house. We never do. Where is Jason living? Like, I'm In his curious. Range Rover. Probably. <laughs> with a pound of blow. Yeah, yeah, probably. Or he moved in with Jordan. Oh, and oh, we need to talk about... What if he's about... living with Lauren and Heidi? Oh. Well, no, no. You think? I don't no. know. I just said, what if? I feel like they would have worked that in. Because there could have been so much drama surrounding that. And they love drama on this show. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's where they drew the moral line in the sand. It was like, we'll let these underage kids drink, but we won't let them live with their boyfriends. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> MTV would be opposed to that. I don't know. Um, so then we segue into Heidi and Jordan. Doing laundry. Doing laundry. They're actually being grown-ups. They know how to do laundry. They are being grown-ups. And Jordan, for the first time in this season, I thought was very wise. And, and insightful. Very insightful. Was talking about how... That both Jason and Lauren like live for the drama, and he said they're both insecure and immature. immature. Yeah, and I uh, agree. Yeah, and Heidi says that must be so painful when you're stuck in it. And he says, "What are they stuck in? Like they're they're just not ready to be in a relationship. They're not stuck in anything." And Heidi says, "Well, when you love someone so much, and it's just so hard." And she said, "You know, and 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 times just get terrible. Like New Year's Eve, that Mm -hmm. was terrible." And she says, you know, I just hope that he doesn't fight with Lauren on her birthday. So I think we actually are on Lauren's birthday. This might actually be accurate in time for once. Okay. Now, you notice something. Jordan is indeed sporting his Christmas present from Lauren and Jason on his left shoulder. He has a new tattoo. And his tattoo is Mexican praying hands. Like, it's the Jesus hands clasped and praying, which I believe, I mean... Most of the people I've seen, it's like a Mexican gang tattoo, kind of. Although I guess if you're living in LA. I think Justin Bieber has that too. Well, maybe he'll be killed by a Mexican gang. (laughs) One can hope. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just think that especially back then, like that was more of a, maybe it was cool to have like a 
a badass gang looking tattoo, but like those, those like Catholic hands praying usually is a very like gang related Latino tattoo, I think. Yeah. Well, and so then we cut to Heidi just filling Audrina in briefly in the kitchen and she's wearing the same hooded sweatshirt that she was while they were doing laundry. Yeah. And she says, like, of course Jordan, you know, let out the secret about Elsie's photo shoot on her birthday. So oh. it's further evidence that that's her birthday. But I have a little note about this. So the one thing I noticed, because, you know, I'm a clock watcher. Oh. So when that scene starts, the clock says 7.30. Okay. And then later in the conversation, it's 7.10. Damn it. But it's still Heidi and Audrina in the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. But I almost, I could, but I think the producers were like, okay, like go back at 7.30 and re-record the beginning of this because it wasn't clear. Like there was definitely some, some, some but shenanigans going on. That doesn't on. bother me as much when it's the same scene. No, 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 not at all. But still it wasn't intrinsic. I mean, it wasn't just, right. a, I mean, they definitely, and it made it look like an intrinsic conversation. Right. So then, um... We see Lit, uh, Litney, Lauren and Whitney. <laughs> Litney. <laughs> Litney. They're leaving another Teen Vogue errand, but it's not the previous photo shoot from uh, Quixote because they're wearing completely different outfits. They are. And, and Lauren, shockingly, looks work appropriate for the second time. And she's brought out yet another anal bead necklace. I was yeah, it's bad. Very excited to see that come up. But she is wearing something in 2006 that I loved and owned. She's wearing a shrug. A shrug? Yes. That oh, was little, that little like half the little spangly sweater capelette yes. thing. Love it. I had one. I rocked it all the time. She's wearing it with a tube top and like some work appropriate khakis and heels and her anal bead necklace. And she looks, she looks she pretty, cute. Yeah. She looks she cute. Looked cute. Yeah. So they're piling some racks into her BMW convertible. And then, uh, you know, she's saying she lied to Jason about the shoot mm-hmm. and you know, Whitney's he she's on Lauren's side but is also wondering why the hell Lauren lied about it in the first place um and Whitney says Jason really needs to get over this trust ish which I loved yeah he does well I just love that Whitney was at the forefront of shortening words yeah but also she's known Lauren for a few months and already knows that her boyfriend's a train wreck and needs to get over it well no technically she's known Lauren for six months September to February I said a few months oh yeah five months yeah yeah um, but she's known Jason presumably for even fewer, although I'm gonna it's been five months. months yeah. Um, so then Jason calls while Lauren's in the car and she answers and she's like, Oh God, he's going to get mad at me. And he says like little liar, you didn't tell me there were boys at your photo shoot. And she said, please don't be mad at me right now. And he actually doesn't. He no. just says like, you should have told me the truth. And she hangs up the phone and says, that was good. He didn't even get mad at me. And I would like to comment as to why. Because it is the middle of the day and he's sober. Yep. Yeah. He hasn't hit it yet. Yeah. I think that's totally why. Now. This is the big scene. The big scene. Well, because she gets the, Lauren gets the flowers. Again, more flowers from J-Wall. A lot of flowers. And the note just says to be ready at five o'clock. Oh, wait a minute. That's why the Heidi thing can't have happened on Lauren's birthday because it was at seven. Yeah. So it had to be the So day Lauren before. was already gone and they were saying, I hope Jason's not mad at her on her birthday. Okay, yeah, probably. That yep. makes sense. Yep. Um, be ready at five and pack a bag for school. Which Meaning means the next the day. The next day, so that she's not gonna be coming home that night. Yep. Um, which Heidi could not decipher. Lauren had to explain it to her. Yeah, she goes, What does that mean? And Lauren says, That I won't be coming back here. Yeah. <laughs> not the brightest bulb, my poor Heidi. No. Um, and then the 
car picks her up? Because he didn't... He sent a car for her. Sent a car for her. And takes her to the Standard Hotel. Downtown. A++. Love the Standard Hotel. Love it in New York. Love it in LA. Love the Standard. Can't go wrong So then she is led to the rooftop. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, there's not a single bit of sound oh, bad for dubbing. like three minutes. It's very bad dubbing and they didn't fill it with the song. So you're literally kind of watching Lauren get out of this elevator and Jason just standing there with a single rose like it's The Bachelor. And it's awkward. And now until you said they didn't fill it with a song, that hadn't even occurred to me. But you're it's right. De- it's they could silent. have filled it with a song. Because yeah. I thought maybe what happened just like when we recorded this podcast, like maybe there were sirens, there was a helicopter, whatever... And it ruined the sound. But you're right. They could have filled it with a song. It's yeah. very strange because yeah. we. I actually thought that my uh, streaming had messed up. And like the sound wasn't working on my TV because it was so silent. Yeah, it was stone cold. Um, so then Jason leads her down to a hotel room that he has filled with roses and candles all over. And, you know, Lauren says it's so beautiful. And it was. It was. I have a major note about this and i have not spoiled it for you in all of our episodes together all right well i have a quick side note before you do that the one thing i did notice this is just a little tidbit um jason was wearing the christmas necklace oh yeah yeah he was wearing the dog tag necklace yeah well that's she's carrying the chanel bag also yeah so jason fills this hotel room with flowers and candles one year prior to this in valentine's day 2005 so 50 weeks before, exactly. (laughs) Jason is dating Jessica in Laguna Beach, and they celebrate Valentine's Day together. Jessica fills her parents' living room with roses and tea light candles, and Jason brings dinner over, and they have dinner together. So this entire birthday celebration of Lauren was a ripoff of something that a girl did for him. Now, why isn't she mad about that? I mean, she She watched... She doesn't know. She doesn't watch Laguna Beach? I guess not. She plays. Maybe that's why she was a cold fish during dinner. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But like, I... And he even says, I never saw myself doing this for a girl. He like makes fun of himself for doing it. Because he makes fun of Jessica when she does it for him. He... But he could probably see himself doing it for his Coke dealer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I just... That is a second rate birthday. And I don't think Lauren knew that. Well, but I mean, conversely, I mean, just play devil's advocate, like, what do you do? I mean, like... Getting a hotel room and a car service wasn't enough? Well, but I mean, if you do that, like, for your honeymoon, whatever, what do you do besides rose petals and tea light candles? I mean, like, balloons? I don't... Where else do you go? I'm just saying, I will show you a screenshot. Maybe I will try and make it the episode (laughs) picture on Instagram. I'm a little... You will die at how similar it looks. I'm a little shocked, though, that she didn't, like, call him out on it. For all we know, she did. She looks kind of pissed when they have dinner. Anyway, it's it's bullshit. And if I knew that about a guy that I was dating and that he sort of recreated this special moment, I would be really angry. Well, and now that you say that, there is... Because they... So they have a conversation during dinner. And it's painful. And it is painful. And it's weird. And it's yep. stilted. And we, as a viewer, have no idea why there's this strange underlying tension. He is forgiven. And it's coming from her. Yeah. Which I thought was strange. Like, if it was coming from him, it'd be like, oh, he's still pissed about the model thing. But it's coming from her. We don't know why. She's being very guarded and kind of pissy. Yep. There you and go. That w- yeah, I guess that would make sense if he... Co-opted his To be fair, she's also being pissy because Jason is being a massive pain in the ass. He asks her 
probably 10 times in four minutes if she wants to go out. Yes. Do you want to go out tonight? What do you want to do tonight? Do you want to stay in? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to go out? Well, Brian's doing this thing at National. You don't want to go? No, I'd rather stay here with you. Uh, what about, do you want to meet up with Heidi and Jordan later? I mean, do you want to... And she eventually cuts him off and says, Jason, I would rather stay here. She literally has to spell it out for him because he is all over the place. And now I'm going to call bullshit on that because I... That's not believable to me. If it's your 20th birthday, 20th, correct? Yes. Or 20th? Yeah. If it's your 20th birthday, you're an LA party girl, which I, there, there have been some, like, lately I've gotten real into Spencer Pratt and his Snapchat and uh, reading articles about Spencer Pratt. And he basically says that Heidi and Lauren, like, it didn't make it on camera that much. They were party girls. Like, they went out and drank every night. He said that, like, Lauren would get wasted. Like, they were fun party girls. If it's your 20th birthday, you're the toast of LA, you want to go out for your birthday. Okay. We have a bit of intel on that already. We already know Lauren has school the next day. Oh, it's her birthday, whatever. I'm not done. And... (laughs) (laughs) And... So her boyfriend's just done this like big romantic thing for her, apparently. You know, he sent a car for her and got a hotel room downtown and he ordered dinner before she got there and filled a hotel room with roses and candles. I'm kind of with her in that I would expect further romance. Like when are the massage therapists showing up or when are we going to start just having sex all night? Like, Uh, I don't know that I would want to go out. Well, I guess because I'm a Heidi... I would have been like, okay, this is beautiful. Let's go party with my friends so I can tell them about the amazing thing you did for me. And because I'm Lauren, I'd be, where's the bubble bath and champagne? Then we'll come back to the hotel after and have amazing sex and it'll be so romantic and amazing. But I want to like tell my friends about this. And I, I don't know, at, at 20, just, I mean, now I would appreciate it, but just sitting in a hotel room on my birthday with my boyfriend sounds terrible. That sounds nice to me still. So whatever. No, I know, but I mean, back <laughs> when you were in college, would that be fun to you? Probably. Oh. Although I didn't live Mary in... Mary B's a real loser. Um, I didn't live in a bomb-ass <laughs> apartment in Hollywood, so... But I mean, I and just... And at 20, I was living in a dormitory, so yes, a hotel room would have felt like the pimpest thing in the world to me. True, but I mean, I would, th- would want to go out and have drinks and... I mean, maybe not stay all closed, but at least, like, party with my friends for a bit. I mean, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just... I think that's what she expected. I think she expected romance. Um, I think that she got the candles and the, uh, the <laughs> roses and she should be happy about it. Clearly she wasn't. Um, so then she says, you can't just be with me, which is sort of a fair question. I think he's being a pest. Um, I feel like he's jonesing for like alcohol and oh, drugs. a thousand percent. Being, like he yeah. wants to go out and party. Like you get an amazing hotel room. You want to go out and party and enjoy the hotel room. And then we have this very uncomfortable, like laying on the bed together or watching a movie or TV or something. And they just both look miserable. And what I thought, I don't know if you noticed this, but during the fade out, the song Mm. playing over top, the lyrics were, I'll be someone else for you. Yeah. Which is, it's true. Like he's trying to be a stand up guy for her. And she, I think is trying to be subservient I don't I mean I I just she's not neither of them are getting what they want out of this relationship no I don't know that I think he's trying to be a stand-up guy I think for Jason 
And given his history, yes, him doing the hotel room thing and well, stuff is him trying. And when I say stand-up guy, what I mean is I think what he wants to be doing is drinking bottles of tequila and blowing lines all over L.A. Yeah. And so he's trying to keep a lid on it as best he can <laughs> to hang out with her and be a supportive boyfriend. I think that he wants to be a raging party machine. Yeah. So he's taking a night off and he wants a big pat on the back for it. And she's not going to give him that. Yeah. And I think that yeah. she wants an adult, like, supportive boyfriend who's going to be, like, lovey-dovey. Clearly, because she just tried on a wedding dress not moments before. And so she's attempting... I, I feel like they're trying to meet in the middle and it's not working. No, not at all. Well, foreshadowing. Yeah, lots of foreshadowing. <laughs> so then scenes from the next. Yeah, and so on the next episode... We get a lot... It's going to be good. Yeah. So the next episode, we get a lot of foreshadowing about the impending Jordan and Heidi breakup. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of crying. Um, and they... Um, what we're definitely going to go into is the breakup of, of Heidi and Jordan. And why I'm excited about this is because that means... That Spencer Pratt is only two is episodes on away. And yep. it's going to be very exciting. And and the the line that we're left it with at the end of the teaser is love is not a maybe thing. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>